Hello and thank you for listening to episode 145 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave. And I'm Tom. And this is the Decade of Decadence show for January 2019. 2019, Tom. We're like, we're, we're almost send, another decade away from the 80s, mate. Think about that. 2019, send me my sex robots. <laughs> where, where is everything? Get me on a running man. <laughs> it is though, isn't it? And you think you're like, a replicant. That's yeah, the other one. Yeah. Oh, we're here. Yeah. The classic flying cars. Where are they? Come on. Jeez. No. Still the same. Still see phone boxes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing much changes. Crazy, really. isn't it? Crazy. Got the Great Yarmouth. <laughs> is that like stepping back in time? Well, I'm sure you've got your uh, your seaside towns pretty much the same as it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Is it real? Real. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just walk carefully for all the used hypodermic needles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> From their own decade of decadence. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Which is never ended. It just continues. <laughs> People there off the tit still thinking it's the eighties. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've had we've had Christmas and New Year, mate. Was it good for you? Yeah, that all happened, didn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, it was fine. You know, it's you know you have that age when you're when you're a single, familyless man. <laughs> you just go home to the to your to your mum's for Christmas, and mm. it's fine. It's you fine. Know. Did you have you turkey? Town, you, you don't really know anyone anymore. <laughs> oh, God. So you're there for a few. I was there for a few days, then come back, and then did New Year's, which didn't really do much. It was. It didn't. I'm not making it sound like a somber affair. It was fine. It was. <laughs> it was fine. How about yours? Uh, yeah, it was quiet, mate. It was. Uh, I think from Boxing Day onwards, it was like me and Tina were beset by illness. Oh. So yeah, it was really quiet. It's like the only reason we stayed up till midnight, I think, on New Year's Eve, was because of all the fireworks and, oh, and, right. and, and Bodhi. No, oh, no, we were just hacking up phlegm <laughs> and throwing up. And, uh, and that was with Bodhi and the fireworks because he's oh, like such a, a timid little dog. So yeah. and and the fireworks scare the shit out of him, literally sometimes. So we thought we'd better stay up, make sure he's all right till the fireworks end, and then go to bed. But it's really quiet. It's really really quiet. Yeah, but it was nice. It was you know it's good. Like you say, it's you know I think as you get older, it's you know it's there's not there's not much to differentiate it from other days really, apart from the amazing amazing present that Tina got me. She uh, and you'll appreciate this, mate. Uh, she bought me a dart. And uh, no dartboard, just a dart. <laughs> and we stand in the garden and throw it in the air. It's um, it's fantastic. Did, you, did you actually buy you a dart? <laughs> no. <laughs> wouldn't no, wouldn't that have been amazing? That would be the if anybody did get a dart for Christmas, uh, whoever bought it, you is is just incredible. Uh, and we are of course referring to the amazing Bross documentary when the screaming stops that we've both watched. Yes, yeah, I was going to talk about that in a bit. Oh, because... do it, mate, because it is it's it's gold. It is gold. It is it is. Um, but while I'm just sticking with subject to Christmas, I think oh, Amazon was. Uh, I got treated for Best Buy Amazon over Christmas. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah, you did really well. Yeah, like so, I joined Prime on on Christmas Day because they're like, oh, for, yeah, I was had some Christmas money. I was like, I'll order that new Once Upon a Time in China box set. The uh, one Eureka brought out. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'll get that, which was like 37 quid. And I joined, and it was like 99p for a week of Prime. I was just like, well, I might as well just have Prime because, you know, I've been using my housemates' Prime video 
and we're both watching Mr. Robot and I can never remember which episode I'm up to <laughs> and it's all ticked and all the confusion. So I just got Prime and um, they it was the uh, 27th they are going to post it, obviously an extra day because of Christmas. Yeah. Um, and they said Royal Mail was posting it, which set off alarm bells. And true enough, they put they didn't put it in my safe space because you know on Amazon you can have your safe space. Hmm. And um, they just put a card through the door and long story short, couple of phone calls and an email saying I had to go up to the post office, which I did. I just walked up to the post office, which is quite a distance, um, the sorting office here. And, uh, yeah, ended up they just gave me a full refund. That's incredible. A full refund. Yep, so I got it for nothing. And then, <laughs> nice. And then I'd pre-ordered a box set they'd mispriced, um, <laughs> but they cancelled the order. And then they just sent me a £5 voucher. Um, to say sorry, I was just like, "Well, just sent me." There's more they've just sent me, <laughs> and today I got sent a five pound off twenty quid van just for using Prime. I was just like, "What well, cheers?" Bloody hell! They have looked after you this time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no complaints about Amazon. No, definitely not. No, I got. I told you, didn't I? I got what was it happened with me? There was. Um, oh, I waited in. That was it. Yes. Yes. I waited in all day for a returns and nobody nobody turned up to pick it up the bastards and i'd waited in all day so i got in touch with them and they said uh, okay print this and i ended up taking it to a collection office which is a bit of a pain but i wasn't going to yeah. wait in all day again and they gave me they gave me like a five pound voucher off my next order yeah um, well they are pretty good with customer service yeah like yeah uh, you know and fair enough the guy that i talked to on the phone he was you know nice and helpful and polite and so on so you know yeah. I, I can't really knock them to be honest no no same same um yes but one of the things i did order on amazon recently was the aforementioned <laughs> after the screaming stops <laughs> this documentary which lit the world well the country on fire over christmas now uh, it was um, shown on the BBC Four, like the twenty-first or the twenty-second, something like that. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, to reasonable viewing figures. But then it was the iPlayer. Everyone started watching it on the iPlayer, and that's when the memes started and the screen grabs and the quoting. <laughs> and I'd heard Mark Commode talk about it and say how much he loved it a while ago, like a month or so ago. And I thought, oh, we have to watch it. And then I saw it on the iPlayer. But then I just saw it just get it took off, and. I watched it. I think you watched it around about the same time, give or yeah. take a day. Give it, yeah, give or take a day or two, yeah. And uh, it lit is lit one of my favourite films of last year. <laughs> you ordered uh, it immediately, didn't you? Well, yeah, like iPlayers, they don't. It's only on there four weeks. So I just, I don't want, I don't want it gone after four weeks. And Amazon had the Blu-ray for seven quid, so it's no, a no-brainer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just, well, it's just so funny. They're completely deluded. Um, but it's also quite sweet as well. Like it's a sign of a good documentary. You actually end up like rooting for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, the twin brothers, aren't they? And they were, yeah. and they were huge in the eighties over here. Yeah, well, I was yeah. going to say over here in the UK, but they were huge worldwide for you know a certain period of time. Well, they never. Well, the documentary they sort of there's a telling thing in the documentary where there was archive footage and they turned down a tour from up with Michael Jackson, didn't they? Yeah. And it was just like, imagine if they hadn't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a fleeting few years when they were famous. Well, big. But they're doing quite well for themselves now, aren't they? So Yeah, they seem to be doing okay. And I think, yeah. you know, I think the popularity will soar once again after this documentary. Yeah, they, were, they are talking about touring, doing a few dates. And, uh, yeah, absolutely will, yeah. 
Oh, mate, they should do a spoken word tour. That would be the best. <laughs> that would be good. Because some of the yeah. stuff, some of the stuff they come out with is is just mind-bogglingly fantastic. <laughs> with the because they were one about weren't they one of they said about having a dart. One present they had was a dart and no dartboard. Yeah, threw it up in the air and see it, and it landed on them. Yeah, but um, <laughs> and how they could believe Conkers was they were banned. Yeah, well, Matt couldn't believe Conkers were banned. It's just you've just got to see it. It's yeah, highly recommended. If nobody's it, seen it, it's it's highly you, recommended. For UK fans, I'm just going to call up the iPlayer now. For UK listeners, I know it can't be much longer. Yeah, it's got to be off there soon, surely. Yeah, there's a thing with the iPlay, like it's just it'll never compete with. Um, it'll never compete. Oh God! Oh, there it is. It is still there. It is there for. It is there for twenty days. They must have extended it. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's 20 more days left. So that's so, today. So, like, minus... End of January? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, today's the time. So, for 30th of January, you've got to on the iPlayer. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'll be watching it um, again tomorrow, actually. My housemate um, didn't watch it over Christmas. And uh, the, do- the Blu-ray comes with interviews with the other go- the other Bros member. Oh, Craig, the is base- it? Yeah, the bass yeah. never mentioned. Yeah, that's weird. Because we were when we were watching it, we were thinking, well, "Where's the other guy?" But yeah. it's not in it. But yeah. um, yeah, and, and also an extra Blu-ray is a dinner with Matt and Luke. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> there might be some more gold in there. But like, I think the best uh, description out of it was like it was a documentary about uh, two brothers who love each other but don't like each other. Yeah, that's a good description. It's quite fitting, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It is It is really good. And, yeah, if, uh, I play a Blu-ray. I don't know about its availability for the rest of the world, but in the UK, there's the options. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it's one I'm going to pick up on Blu-ray eventually. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's just really good. <laughs> and who would have thought it? Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> Probably the, the best documentary of last year. It's about, yeah, God, there wasn't. There's no shortage of competition. Like Three Identical Strangers was excellent. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah, very what's good. about Robin? Will- there was one about Robin Williams this yeah. year. There's one about um, oh, oh, he's, oh, here we go. I've blanked. Um, <laughs> Gary Chandling. There's one about Gary Chandling was really good. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's like three hours long. It's not a short thing at all. But the Zen Diaries of Gary Chandling, it's called, and really okay. good. Um, yeah, some top-notch documentaries this year but like who'd have thought one of that bloody bros would have <laughs> yeah well, and it is one of those even you know if you've never heard of the band oh yeah or if you have heard of the band and you don't like them you're still going to love this documentary yeah. there's a yeah, lot to love about and you will, it and if you didn't like him you probably would end up liking him a bit yeah uh, yeah you can't help but do that like you said can you when you're watching them they, are, they do end up you know quite endearing really yeah and um, if you like your your spinal tap or Ricky Gervais star humor then again this is it's come to life in this documentary yeah it has it has yeah a lot of uh, rewatchability in that as well so 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 Dave on the subject of films and Mm. of the year what what was your favorite film of the year I already know but uh the last movie star oh I didn't didn't even think of that when I was doing my chart I don't think it would have made my top 10 but wonderful good choice absolutely wonderful yeah i've watched it three times wow and every time it just you know brings a tear to the eye it makes yeah. me laugh makes you smile it's 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 got everything it's really really good very very good yeah, yeah what, so- what was yours then tom what was your 
top one. Uh, mine was A Star Is Born. Surprisingly. Oh, haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I ended up. I saw it twice at the cinema. So I was just like, oh, well, by that, I, I guess it's my film of the year. I just loved it. I, it's such a <laughs> well. It's a well. It's such a not a, in a bad way. A simple story, obviously, because it's been remade so many times. But yeah. it was just so well done, and they're both brilliant in it. And like for Bradley Cooper, as a first time director, just outstanding. So yeah. Oh, excellent. I just pre-ordered it today on Blu-ray, in fact. So. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that one. Yeah, it's really good. I watched the 70s one, which was fine, I hmm. thought. But yeah, I it's been a been... long, long, long time since I've watched that one. Yeah, I haven't seen the 40s. Was it 40s and 50s or 30s and 50s? Ooh, one of the two. Well, yeah, it was one of the two, wasn't it? I don't know yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was my favourite. And hmm. um, Possum was my least favourite. Oh, what's that one? I don't know that, that one. That is a horror by, you know, Matthew Holness, who did um, Dark Marenghi's Dark Place? Oh, yes, yeah. He's a horror director now. Um, okay. Well, in a manner of speaking. Uh, we went to see it at our local picture house um, in October, and he was there as a Q&A. He lives in Norwich. And it probably wouldn't have even been in my bottom five movies on its own. But for Q&A afterwards, he came off as such a bellend. Like, it wasn't a good film at all. But then he was just like, oh, yeah, a lot of influence from uh, George Romero's Martin. I mean, me and uh, Chris Howard, obviously, as you, who you know, uh, literally we both tensed up when he said that because he didn't like it either. <laughs> and then he said, like, someone asked him about if you do any more, like, Dark Place or any more comedy, and he was so sniffy and about, like, oh, no, I don't think I'm doing comedy anymore like that. And, like, it's like, mate, the old don't give up your day job adage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that I think coupled with a, a Q&A, which made us want to cry in a ball, it was Possum, which probably isn't going to be a many people's worst film of the year's li- year list, yeah. but was mine. I what even, worst film you? I was just trying to think then as you were, as you were talking about that. I know right shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. Uh, yeah, my brain is probably so addled with movie shite that I can't bring one to mind. There has been some pretty bad stuff. Uh, was oh god was Escape Plan 2 yeah yeah I'd say that then yeah that didn't even make my top 5 that was probably 6 because I did a top 10 and a bottom 5 and that was probably um, 6 Escape Plan 2 can't wait for Escape Plan 3 oh my god I mean because not only was that I mean that was like a double whammy it was a really shite movie and it got you know sly in it so looking forward to it and then the biggest letdown ever Uh, though I have um, review on the website uh, reviewed Backtrace, the one he did after Escape Plan oh, 3. Oh, Philip Schofield. Yeah, it, look, it looks like Philip Schofield. Sly and Philip Schofield on the cover. Um, Matthew Modine doing his best Philip Schofield impression. <laughs> and I went into, I was so wary about this, mate, because it's, you know, another direct to uh, yeah. DVD, direct to digital streaming. I thought, oh, God. And, you know, and after watching The Abomination of Escape Plan 2. I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, how, it was, was how how much I heard Sly's not in it much. He, yeah, he's, he's not in it a huge amount. He's in it more than Escape Plan Two because in that he's more or less a narrator in it, isn't he? Yeah, um, and that's exactly the man you want narrating a film. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he is. Yeah, he is in it. He's on screen more and. Uh, yeah, he just he, there's a little bit of gun action with yeah. him, but I did find the story of it. I mean, it has got that direct to DVD look. Don't get me wrong. You know, yeah. it's low budget, and it was never going to make the cinema, and it's never going to win any awards. 
but the story engaged me. It's got enough. You know. think you think it's just going to be your basic bank heist gone wrong yeah. kind of affair, um, but there's enough twists to the story that it's oh I wasn't expecting that. That's a nice little twist. And uh, you know I didn't look at my you know I was going to say my watch, but I don't wear a watch. I didn't look at the clock at any point during it, which is always a good sign as well. You know, and it, it did it kept me engaged through it. You know, it's only ninety minutes long, and as long as you go into it not expecting that much, I was pleasantly surprised by it and i did enjoy it so that was nice yeah well i will give it a go hmm. yeah like i say just you know don't expect anything huge <laughs> yeah because i think i think that the rambo is his next one isn't it that's due out which will be later this year or it could be escape plan three actually that could be the next Yay. one oh my god surely that cannot be as bad as number two can it it's just gonna be i think it's gonna be as bad not worse yeah just as bad because it's like the same time mm. i just i just like the only good like we talked about it you know, the only good scene in that film i found was the when him and batista had a bit of a did that beat up some baddies in the bar yeah and um yeah that's it so yeah. and i both... saw um, dark was it dark water or black water the van damme Dolph lundgren one okay yeah what's that like they, yeah that wasn't great like van damme just mopes his way through it his usual sad sack characters he plays in these films now of no personality whatsoever and it's just like he's a agent who's put in this like hidden prison so you know in in this escape plan sort of styly um but it's the guy in the cell next to him is Dolph Lundgren who's barely in it mm. so but when he is in it he's actually putting some effort in okay uh, and even it rubs off a bit of van damme he seems to be like oh yeah i like yeah i like working with this guy this this guy but yeah it's mainly uh uh straight to video bore yeah he's sort of stuck there isn't he really i saw on um it was on youtube today i saw the trailer for van damme's latest called the bodyguard and again it's like you said it just made me smile when you said about his usual mopey self is exactly the same in the trailer for this as well and you're thinking oh, okay this is this the character that he's going to play in like every direct dvd film now i wish he'd, somebody would give him a good sort of meaty part because i think yeah. he has got it in him <laughs> See, a, comp a completely different type of film wouldn't it you're right. <laughs> fuck it cheer him up we're going straight for a hard, hard R-rated film here, yeah. Jean-Claude. Yes, come, come and see my uh, big meaty part. Coming soon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it would be disappointed just for him to go down that direct, uh, the Seagal yeah, route, yeah, you know what I mean? In Expendables 2, he looked like he was having a fucking blast in that film. He did, yeah. And then he just went straight back to this. Mm. Like all these characters are the same. He's been advertising some kind of bodyguard one or something that's, that's it, out, yeah. out streaming in the states um, tomorrow. And it's like you look like the photo of him, just like head hung, looking miserable in a shower. Mm. It's like brilliant. <laughs> Another mopey, sad sack bastard character. It's yeah. Because like, he seems quite a fun guy, you know. He does, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, and he does, and you know, I think the the main thing that gets him like happy and excited is when he's around. Animals and dogs in particular. Maybe, yeah, you know, maybe... just do a, a comedy where he's got a, a dog sidekick. Has yeah. Something like, it's not original, but at least he's have fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like Bruce Willis, this is going off, way off, but you know, like Bruce Willis, exactly the same thing, but he did Death Wish of all things, and that Death Wish remake isn't very good, but 
he that is the most invested I've seen Bruce Willis in a film in ages. <laughs> yeah, rather than just a dial-in performance that he normally does. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it'll be the same in class, but uh hmm. Yes. Um oh, where, God, where were we? Oh yeah, films of the year. Yeah, that was where we started all that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's been some good films. It's been a good year for film, like you know, it's like most years, isn't it? There's been some really, really good ones and there's been some Yeah, I shite. think it's been a, I think twenty eighteen was really good. I had a real tough job doing the best uh, top ten. Mm-hmm. Um like there was some stuff that I didn't include and I was just like, Oh man, I'm not even including that in the top ten. But yeah, proved what good year it was. So. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, have you got any other stuff, mate? I've got a thing. Which has got nothing to do with movies or the 80s or anything. It's just something that's happened in Norwich. Okay. <laughs> which is, uh, made me laugh and some people I know laugh a lot. Because Norwich, you know, it's weird. It's a weird place. <laughs> so the headline is, I haven't turned my house into a Japanese restaurant, Norwich man claims. Uh, the story from the EDP, the Eastern Daily Press, is with a large illuminated sign at the front, a dedicated Facebook page and phone number, it has all the hallmarks of a restaurant. But owner Orlando Williams today insists that his seven-bedroom house on Earlham Road in Norwich is not operating as a, Chinese, a Japanese eatery. Unhappy neighbours claim he has been running a restaurant inside the property since October last year without permission. <laughs> has led to Norwich City Council investigating the premises over a possible breach of planning regulations, but former restaurateur Mr Williams denies the allegations against him. That is despite the installation of a large illuminated sign outside his house which reads, Orlando's. (laughs) The word Sakura is also printed above the door, which is the same name as his previous Japanese restaurant on Burr Street. Oh, my word. And Sakura is like a banner that goes around, not just a, it goes it, like, like an arch banner. And um, when asked about the signage, Mr. Williams said, all I do, I have my name on my house. There is no restaurant there. In response to being asked about whether his property had been used as a restaurant, he added, what you're saying to me is wrong. A Facebook page for the Sakura restaurant showed its le- uh, location as the property on Earlham Road. The advertised restaurant number is also missed from Mr Williams. <laughs> when the number was called, a person who answered confirmed the restaurant was at the Earlham Road address. Oh, my God. Neighbours living around the property claim they were not informed about the plans to hem- turn the house into a restaurant. Becky Greengrass, at 45, said she only became aware when Mr Williams invited her husband to the launch party last year. <laughs> She said, when my husband told me, I was just dumbfounded. I could not believe it. We were all up in arms because he didn't get planning permission for it. We thought surely he should have been notified. We should have been notified. Then there's that god-awful sign that's been put up. The amount of friends who drive past and ask me, what the hell has opened up next door to you? (laughs) Peter Wright, 67, who lives nearby, says he's already complained to the city council. He said, we just can't understand what's going on. He has no planning permission to be a restaurant. I was a bit peeved off because it's a nice residential area around here. Neighbour Andrew Unwin added, the restaurant appeared from nowhere. It's hardly in keeping with this residential area and appears to be no uh, planning permission granted. And there was also something, it's not, there's a few um, other bits on other websites, but like they'd had menus through the door as well. <laughs> but it's not a restaurant. It's not a restaurant. <laughs> you should go, mate. You should, you should well, go. I said to my house, I said, we should go and then like just go to the next door neighbours and go, yeah, it's a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> 
Brilliant. Yeah. What a denial, though, just in the face of everything. Like, no. That is being hard-faced, isn't it? Just going, nope, not a restaurant. <laughs> and all of that proof saying Launch otherwise. Party. Yeah. Launch party. Launch <laughs> party. No, no. A launch party for my house. Yeah. Menus being pushed through the door. Yes, what? That's what I'm going to have for dinner this week. Yeah. Keeping the local community informed <laughs> of what they're going to eat for the week. That's it. Just weasel oh. his way out of anything like that. Oh, my word. Brilliant. Only Norwich. Uh, Only in Norwich. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, keep me informed if, uh, you know, I'd love it if he gets away with it. <laughs> you know, it goes to court, and you know the judge. Yeah, no, it's not it's restaurant. Not, yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, there's no evidence. To... Yeah, there's no evidence, and he's he's there with his, you know, free meals for life that he's been offered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear, you're making me hungry now. Talking to that, uh, right? Shall we move on then to uh, the the first watch for both of us? Yes, the, let's do that. Yeah, the first. That's... First one of the year as well. Yes, yes, yes. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. Stop. Kids aren't stupid. They know how it works. Sorry, Santa. Hot Cupid! Hot Comet! Give me the camera. It's Santa Claus. Live and in person. One night only. You don't look like Santa Claus. Well, billboards add 80 pounds. Christmas is in trouble. Imagine if we all work together. I have seen a lot of strange things, but this? Wait till you see what happens next. If you ever meet Mrs. Claus, maybe just skip this part. All want to go on the naughty list? Mm -hmm. All right, let's get back to work. The first watch was my pick this episode, and I picked The Christmas Chronicles on Netflix, uh, released in 2018. Obviously, the 80s connection being Kurt Russell. Uh, it is currently a ooh, very healthy 7.1 on IMDb. Wow. Yeah. And the short synopsis is the story of sister and brother Kate and Teddy Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about. And now me and Tina watched this on the evening of Christmas Eve. Oh. Very Christmassy, mate, which, you know, obviously added to the atmosphere of it. And. This is straight to the point. We both loved it. I thought it was really enjoyable. I think it's got, it's one of those for the whole family. It's got a lot for the kids watching it. It's got a lot uh, for the adults watching it. I, it wouldn't be the same though without Kurt Russell. 
I he think is the X Factor in the whole thing. Definitely, mate. I think if there was another actor playing the part of Santa Claus, Father Christmas, Saint Nick, whatever you want to call him, if it's any other actor, it would not be anywhere near as good. He really nails it. He brings the, you know, sort of a cheeky charm. His, you know, the whole charisma that he always has when he's on screen. He brings all of that to it. Uh, and a, a little dash of Elvis Presley, which he has played in a John Carpenter film. Yeah, yeah, another, well. another, there's been quite a few Elvis references in his movies, the, obviously, since Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is your basic, like, that, removing Kurt Russell from it, all this is is just your basic straight-to-video, or now straight-to-Netflix, because they just seem to be doing a lot of these sort of films now yeah. at Christmas, which is fine, because they are good for a laugh, some of these films, um, you know, like snooty woman goes home to her hometown and discovers the meaning of love and Christmas and all that sort of thing. Mm, yeah. Yeah, like they're, they're fine to take the piss out of, but like, they, like you take Kurt Russell out of this, and it's just you know your basic Christmas family film. Yeah, there's been so many. How many sort of Christmassy films has there been? I mean, because in this, it's like uh, you know the the young brother and sister. Yeah. Father Christmas has an accident. They help him to save Christmas and to deliver the presents. There's nothing new about that at all. It's been so been done so many yeah. times already, hasn't it? But Kurt Russell. I hope Kurt Russell was this generation Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That, like, that I hope he's the Santa people grow um, grow up with because I know a lot of people watching. It's not like Bird Box sort of numbers, but like mm. I know a lot of people watched it because it was Christmassy and it was on Netflix. So it was there and it was on over Christmas. It got a good big promotional push. It was on the back cover of the Christmas Radio Times, which is a big thing, isn't it, in the UK? Yeah, huge. So um, you know, a lot of people will have watched it, and I hope like it's. I think it's good enough to be something, you know, fucking hell, I watched Santa Claus a movie every year when I was a kid, and that film <laughs> yeah. rubbish, but I still love it. But, so um, it, I hope it's, you know, I think it's good enough to be the one, you know, like kids, oh, I'll put Christmas Chronicles on so you can see Crazy Santa. Yeah. Or Cool Santa. Cool Santa. Us. Yeah, yeah, definitely Cool Santa to us. But no, the high, like you say about the Elvis bit, the musical number in the jail cell, and obviously, the guitarist he talks to first. Yes. Which popped me, because it's uh, Steve Van Zandt. <laughs> I thought that when he appeared on screen, I did think of you, Tom. I thought, oh, my God, I bet Tom's going to love this bit. Uh, a Springsteen reference. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, obviously Springsteen's guitarist. And um, obviously, uh, TV fan Silvio from The Sopranos as well. Um and Lily Hammer as well, which was on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, which was one of the first Netflix original shows, I think. Oh wow! Way back when. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was great, and of all, obviously the big cameo was saved to the end. Yeah. Um. I mean, when that one came on, um, you know, because he he references Mrs. Christmas, you know, quite a lot throughout the movie, and then I never even thought you were going to see her, and then it finishes, and you see who Mrs. Christmas is. I thought that was just absolutely brilliant casting. Yeah, in a, in a uh, of course it is. Yeah, it had to be. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I thought that was really good. So, uh, yeah, I just thought like he was just so Kurt Russell in it. It was. I mean, I joked at the end of the last episode saying about you know it's McCready, you know, at the end of the thing, and he <laughs> did he did survive, and you know, and he he ended up turning into Santa Claus, um, and you can sort of picture it. 
And because th- this is Kurt Russell's real beard in it, mate. He actually yes. grew that beard. It's like, how much testosterone has Kurt Russell got to grow a beard like that? It's like incredible. <laughs> Jeez, I hate to think what his pubic hair's like. It's just, I hope he trims. It's like... Goldie's going to be in a right mess. It's like, jeez. Oh. Um, but he lo- he does look the part. And yeah. and I'm glad they didn't, like, pad him out because there's a lot of jokes where they look at billboards and it's got the classic Father Christmas, you know, yeah. porky Father Christmas look. You know, and he jokes about it. And, you know, that's not me. I, you know, I'm a lot thinner than that. And they just made him... It was Kurt, it was Kurt Russell with a big white beard in a Father Christmas outfit, which they did, and just let him just roll with the character, which was was really good. And like I said at the start, the, the, the story itself is it's so vanilla that he, you know, he's all in trouble. The kids help him out yeah. and, and they help him deliver the presents across the world. And, oh, the time's running out. Are we going to do it? And, of course, you know, they do yeah. do it. Which is quite similar to, when thinking about it, is quite similar Take away an evil toy maker is quite similar to the plot of Santa Claus the movie as it well. Is. It is. I'm not yeah. saying that was particularly original and that ha- you know either, but yeah. But the the effects in this are really good. Um, yeah, obviously that Netflix money. Yeah, up yeah. a notch. That's what I was thinking when you've got all these ones we've had in the past, and you know they're you know they're cheap, you know straight to video ones. But like, obviously you've got a bit of you know they haven't pushed the boat out extravagantly on this, but it's noticeably a bit more production value gone into it because of that you know that netflix money yeah yeah and and they really are pumping money into you know creating content aren't they netflix they're putting billions into it it's crazy yeah yeah and getting getting it out of it as well so yeah 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 i'm glad you got me into netflix eventually mate after me yeah. after my years of grumbling about streaming services did you did you, did you watch bird box as you uh, yeah, we did. We did watch that. But who fucking hasn't, to be fair? I know, yeah. I didn't know a thing about it. We watched it um, before it's all sort of blown up online. I, I didn't know a thing about it. And it was Tina that put it on. Yeah. And uh, I went into it, <laughs> I was going to say, I went into it totally blind. And uh, didn't know a thing. And yeah, I, you know, I really enjoyed that. It's it's unfair. I know we're going off on a tangent here, but it's un, it's unfair that people are going about. Well, it's a quiet place, but with blind instead of can't it's hear. Not, not quiet, but well, it's not, and it's based on a book that was yeah, written yeah. years and years and years and years ago. You know, it predates a quiet place. Yeah. So you know, you could say yeah, that quiet place. Comparison, yeah, it is. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it more than a quiet place actually, Ooh. because my problem with a quiet place was always because it was based on you know these monsters that locate you through sound. Yeah. Well, okay, so really quietly, you 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 get a raft and you put a shitload of dynamite on it and you put like a boombox or something on it and you push it out and then you start the boombox and it's really loud and you wait for them all to jump on it and you just set the dynamite off. You can entice them really easily. You, you just put explosives near anything that makes a noise and yeah. blow them up. That's all you have to do. That is fair. That is fair. But with um, this, if you have to look at something and it'll get you, I mean, that's a different thing entirely. If you're walking around virtually blind, and you, you know, you don't look at anything. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like, and the cast was good as well. It was, yeah, I thought it was decent. Like, I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but like, it was on and it kept me engaged for the whole two hours. Um, I know a lot of people going on about the ending and not answers, but you don't always get, you don't have to have answers for everything all the time. No, no, I no. Think, I think there was, because there's a fair bit of negativity, but like, Netflix never normally say how many, you know, accounts watch something, but they, 45 million Netflix accounts viewed 
Bird Box in its first week. Wow, that's, that's it's just a incredible. smart thing. It's such a smart thing they're doing, like with these films, like with Christmas Chronicle as well, and Bird Box and Bright last year. Yeah, Bright was a previous record holder, and they brought that out at Christmas as well. And they'll put it out at Christmas, get some memes on the social media going. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on holiday. Oh, there's the new Sandra Bullock, Will Smith, Kurt Russell movie. Yeah, and you, let's watch it. Yeah. And it's just such a simple thing to do. So, you know, I imagine next year they'll have a, a another big film out and everyone will watch it. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I think other times of the year, if they just put Bird Box out, I don't think that half of people would have watched it. It'd still get a lot of views, but everyone was on holiday. So, yeah. And nobody wanted to watch any more Christmas films after Christmas Chronicle. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, Let's get it right, you know, on terrestrial TV, especially over here in the UK. There's some utter shite on at Christmas. It was like, what? It was all yeah, like, same old shit. Oh, reality TV programs and dancing on ice or whatever, and, you know, celebrity this, where you don't even know any of the so-called celebrities. It's just Indeed. Like, yeah, Indeed. so you're, you're going to turn to this. And said talking, ne- of, talking of Netflix and on at Christmas, have you done Bandersnatch yet? Yes, we have done Bandersnatch. Have you just done it for once? Uh, we went back after watching it and went through all different things that you can I try. Absolutely, and it was a pain in the ass because I normally watch an Apple TV or Chromecast and you can't do Bandersnatch on either of them. Oh, no. So I had to HDMI to my laptop and sort of keep leaning forward to click the uh, selection. So I was just like, well, I'll, I'll do it again at some point. So uh, what, what did you think of it? Really enjoyed it. Uh, I'd got a little bit of an idea about the... Um, I think we can give give it away. I think everybody knows what. Oh, what's yeah, about, it's like yeah, it's the end of Bird Box, for example. Like yeah. some people have watched it. Like. <laughs> it's yeah. I got a little bit of an idea that it was video game ish, but I got no idea of what sort of interaction you had with it. Now Tina went into it knowing nothing whatsoever about it. Yeah. She didn't even know that there was a new Black Mirror that had, had gone online, so I put it yeah, on. Yeah, it was only the day before they actually officially announced it, Exactly, it? yeah, yeah. So I put it on. I said, oh, Black Mirror, you know, obviously we're big fans. We've watched it right from the beginning. And we put it on, and then that first thing comes on, and I picked up the TV remote, and she looked at me, and she went, no, no. And I went, yes, oh, yeah. And and, she, and she was, was, it, was it Frosties or uh, Sugar Puffs? It was uh, Frosties. Yeah, I went Frosties. Oh, um, I think... I don't know. I don't know because there was, it was like people were saying, oh, you know, like, oh, one of the options is flush the pills down the toilet or throw the pills in the bin or whatever it was. And I still think those and the cereal are important to what actually, you actually end up with. Yeah. Because there is a cereal reference later in the episode to what I chose. Well, the Frosties. I... It comes up on a TV. There's an advert for it on a TV screen. I'm like, And I was just like, well, would that have come up if I chose some sugar puffs? So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I oh, did read somewhere. Oh, so, I mean, for making it must have been a, so complex to put it all together. But I did read somewhere uh, just the other week that the makers of it have said, now whether this is just publicity spin or not, I don't know. But they've said that there's certain um, scenes in it this is that people will never see because the chances of clicking the combination of buttons to get to that, they said they'll never see it. And they said, oh, we're, we're quite happy with that, that people will... That's pretty cool. ...will never see that. <laughs> Although Netflix did reveal one, I think. It's like um, when you pick up the picture frame. Do, um, you, you think you've seen all the bands snatch, but have you tried picking up the picture frame twice in a row? Ah. And it's like, oh. So, yeah, I bet it's stuff like that when it takes you back. And then if you did it again, you you wouldn't bother. You'd yeah. go to another option. But, uh, exactly, yeah. I'm getting deep into spoilers here. So, I really, like, honestly, if you haven't 
done Bandersnatch yet and you want to, don't listen to this bit. Did you choose Netflix? Yes, I did. Because that yeah. was my favourite bit. I yeah. Yeah. loved that. <laughs> we did choose Netflix. Oh, God, that was so good. I was just like, I'm in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It so. was good, though, how it originally, you know, when, when it first started, you thought, oh, yeah, you're in control of the character. And then it sort of just spun around that it was the program ended up sort of controlling you. Yeah, in certain ways, with it, it was it was so. Good. I mean, it's Charlie Brooker though. I mean, Charlie Brooker's so good. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to the actual uh, fifth season and that yeah. stuff. But yeah, this was this was great. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, Netflix this Christmas of you know one Christmas. Like, I like Prime. There's a lot of good stuff on Prime, um, and I like the channels. I'm subscribed to the BFI one now and etc. Mm-hmm. But what did, what did Prime put out over Christmas? Nothing. Exactly. That's a really good point, mate. Nothing. Like, just have a, an original film or something. I mean, something. Like, well, it's just nothing. It's just like, you're not going to compete, you know, if you don't, if you're not on it like this. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix is definitely winning, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But but back to, back to Christmas Chronicle. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I people listening to this are probably are probably not going to watch it no matter what we say about it like oh yeah it's brilliant it's absolutely fantastic they're probably not going to watch it now are they (laughs) well that's the thing isn't it with something like that this that is so christmasy do you watch it you know are you going to watch it like in the middle of summer or are you going to hold back and go and i'll wait till like you know even like you know it's a wonderful life I know a lot of it doesn't take place at Christmas, but I wouldn't watch it any other time of the year. Home Alone wouldn't watch it any other time of the year. Hmm. Christmas Vacation, you know, Scrooge, the list goes on, but yeah. I wouldn't. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's good. That's good, actually. Yeah, it, it is. It's sort of, I mean, it is definitely added to our, you know, like you mentioned, those films and more that you, are your go to's, you know, over the Christmas period. Yeah. And this has definitely been added to it. Okay, so this will be on, you know, rotation. This this will be one that we'll revisit. Yeah, I think I'll probably, like, it won't be in my top, you know, like the ones I've just mentioned are the ones in my top list. Hmm. Um, I think, you know, I'll probably watch it if I've got time next year, but, you know, it won't be something I'm like, nah, I'm not going to watch that anymore. But, um, yeah, it was, yeah, I think it, it belongs on the list. Yeah. It's good. It's like I say, it's good. Good fun for all the family, and there is. Yeah. And I think because there's little references to different things here and there, I think on a rewatch, you, you're going to see different things as well. You're going to pick up on something else that you missed on the first time, and go, "Oh, there's a nod to such and such." You know, I think that it's worth watching for that as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think we've definitely recommended it. And I think we've more or less answered the question of is it is it worth a rewatch? It is, yeah, definitely for me, mate. It, it's, it will yeah. be rewatched in the future. Mm. Yes. Well then, shall we move on to the rewatch pick then, which of course was yours? Yes, we shall. Oh my word! Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Bosworth. You know. All my life, people have had the wrong idea about me. I don't like cops who make up the rules as they go. They say I push things just a little too far. They accuse me of being insensitive. 
They basically say that I lack the ability to get along with others. So just to prove these people wrong, I decided to join a very exclusive and private club. Oh yes, it's very plush. And the membership? Very select. And games. We play some games. A perfect place for me, wouldn't you think? Mr. Brian Bosworth requests the pleasure of your company. Stone Cold. Right, the rewatch pick this episode was the 1991 action classic, not to telegraph my thoughts on it, Stone <laughs> Cold. Mm-hmm. This was released in May of 1991 and died on its ass. It's a tragedy, really. Oh, you cinema goers of 1991. You, absolutely awful. So, Brian Bosworth, the Boz. Hmm. So you might know more about him than I do, considering his previous profession. Yeah, he played for the Seahawks for two or three years, I remember, like at the back end of the 80s. And I I remember watching him play for the Seahawks. Um, Yeah, he was very flamboyant, known then even as an NFL player for his haircuts and being over the top, very outspoken. (laughs) uh, Yeah, his career was cut short through injury. And uh, he went into acting. And, of course, this was his first film. It was his acting debut. Mm. And it's from Craig R. Baxley, who directed Action Jackson. Oh, classic. I Come in Peace. Oh, Oh. another classic. So, um, yeah, this is... Oh, who cares what it's about? (laughs) (laughs) Bikers want to assassinate a district attorney. He's a cop that goes undercover... That would be that's a plot. Yeah, he's an there's, undercover cop, isn't he? Infiltrating a biker gang. There's bikes. There's boobs. There's babes. There's, there's everything. Butts. There's blood. Yeah. There's barnets. If you want to stick with the bees, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's one hell of a barnet, mate. He's oh, he. My. Oh, he sports a magnificent mullet. What a mullet! Lance Henriksen is a bad guy, oh. and has a, a hell of a mullet as well. Yeah. Like, Lance Henriksen is a bad guy in this. Like, if that hasn't sold it to you straight off a bat. <laughs> this, I mean, this this has, like you said, everything and more from the rock soundtrack the, yeah, it's that goes like, all the way through it. And it's like, oh, this is a fucking great tune. You know, the, the distorted electric guitar will kick in so many times and then the, the song yeah, kicks in. Yeah, every now and again, there's just like, it's never too long to wait before a riff. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> It is riftastic this this movie all the way through. It yeah, is. yeah, and like it's just it is an eight. The reason I chose it, and obviously it's not an eighties film. It might as fucking well be. It might as well be, and it's the link to the eighties because he was an NFL player in the eighties. So, yeah, if you, you want to, if you want a more direct link than the links there, the, the links there. But it is it just it just like if you 
oozes 80s doesn't it when yeah you're if you it. didn't know what if you didn't if i just put the film on and you didn't look at the case or anything like that or go on imdb you'd think it was an 80s film oh you would do the the fashions the hairstyles there's not a lot has changed really at 1991 from like no. may 91 was when it came out so they'll yeah. film it probably the tail end of, mid the tail end of 1990 yeah not a lot. there's no time for anything to change so oh, no no it's still essentially the 80s wasn't it yeah, that's what we used to say on uh, 80s Big Shouts, like 1990, 91, and I guess 79. Yeah. Honorary 80s years, because not much could have changed, so... No. But, uh, yeah, this is, like, his mallet. Fuck. Like, when he first appears, it was start... Like, we won't go through it all scene by scene, but, like, his first appearance is, there's obviously, a convenience store is being held up. Shade? Did you think Shades of Cobra? Yeah, yeah. I was oh, expecting God, to so say, you know, I don't shop here. Some other films. Yeah. Oh, God, and, yeah. And he's doing his shopping and he's nicky. And, like, when he appears, he's got this jacket, which he doesn't wear again in it. This, it just defies description. It's got the huge shoulder pads and it's black and his mullet's just incredible. It's coiffured so well in certain scenes. I mean, obviously, he gets sweaty in quite a lot of it. You yeah. know, there's some of the action scenes and, it, you know, it gets covered in sweat, it gets covered in blood. But when he's, you know, you see him out on the town and he's clubbing it and he's, oh, you yeah. know, he's a magnet for the females, of course. Well, he is. Yeah, he is. And he has, you know, it's the hairbrush and the product and um, the hairdryer's been on there. And when you, when you see the back of it, when you see the back of the mullet, mate, it's like a work of art. It's it inc- it's incredible. It all sort of folds in. Tina was saying it's like two hairstyles in one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which the mullet has been, you know, it, it's always the you know business at the front party at the back. But there's the the way it's sort of all all sort of shaped and everything at yeah, the back I, in some it, scenes is incredible. And on Blu-ray as well, it's just in HD. God. Oh dear, it pops out at you. <laughs> you and can't help I, but admire. And you say the ladies love him. There's like the scene where he's, his his new partner just shows up at his house, and the woman he's got in bed is just stunning. Like <laughs> he's a handsome man, but she's like he, probably out of his league. Oh yeah, and of course, but, but, you know. well, out of his league if he didn't have that haircut. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's got a kimono dragon which he feeds a, a combination of. What did he put in that blender? Banana, Bana- chocolate uh, bars, Snickers, raw eggs. Yeah, um, some sort of cereal, I think. Yeah, all sorts he of stuff. put a chocolate bar in with a wrapper on it, <laughs> and then fed it to. I'm pretty sure that would kill the yeah the animal if it, it actually yeah. drank that. Yeah. Uh, Warning: Do not feed kimono dragons. Uh, yeah, stuff like that because it probably will kill them. And even when he was doing that, there was like a riff. Lending stuff. That wouldn't have surprised me if at the end the soundtrack came up. The song, Just Blending Stuff, by... There was even some rock 80s rock band in it as well, in a, like a club scene. Uh, like, the strip joint, there's yeah, so much... Briar, I, think oh. not, I can't say I've heard of them other than the band out of Stone Cold, but yeah, yeah the, there they were. The amount of gratuitous nudity, mate. I mean, yeah, like you said, both, her both in the bed. Gen- of both genders, yeah. There's, there's her in the bed, there's the strip joint... There's you see he walks into this like grotty biker bar where a guy and a, a woman are playing pool and of course just as he walks in she's on like on the top she's wearing a little leather waistcoat that pops open and her tits fall out just because and there's another shot where the where the bikers are and well they... that bar's literally got a, a a light box sign over the actual bar saying show us your tits <laughs> and the strip joint called tit for tat. <laughs> 
and, the, and then the bikers. I, I forgot like, I noticed it was called tip for tap. Tip for tap. Of course it is. <laughs> the bikers, um, where they live, in their like hideout, and there's just like the camera just like pans across, and of course there's like an open shower where women are start naked having a shower. No other reason than the pan camera can pan across, and, and, and you can got... see naked women. And you've got the boss in his tiny black samurai cop pants. Oh, mate, Tina missed that. And here you go, mate. Tina had never seen this film before. Oh. First time viewing. I No, I didn't know. What a treat. Until the very end, right? So the end credits are rolling and Tina sat there and she just said, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said to her, have you ever seen it before? She went, nope, never even heard of it. Never seen it before. And she said, that has got everything. She said, it's got everything that you want in a movie. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah a huge fan. Every single box of an action film. It does. All uh, of them. Some, sometimes twice over. Probably a few of them three times over. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. But you just roll... I mean... The first shot, I mean, like, you're in that convenience store and the bad guy, he pops up with, like, this shit-eating grin right in front of the security yeah. camera and blows it away. And you think, well, surely it would have made more sense if you just, like, shot the security camera before you were in view because now you're on the tape. And, yeah, you know, yeah, you didn't shoot the tape. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just... And then one guy goes mad and just, like, unloads into... A, it's like a pile of Ritz crackers or something. Yeah. It's like, why are you shooting all of those? And that all ends with, like, a Home Alone-esque pratfall of a guy slipping over some spilt Coke. Yeah. And going arse over tit into a stack of, like, crisps or something. Oh, my God. And when people get shot in this... They they fly like about twenty feet backwards whenever oh. anybody gets shot. Although there's the opposite because right at the start again after the convenience store scene, which like you said is very sort of Cobra esque, it cuts to the bikers and they're like drinking beer and you know rock music playing again, and one puts a can of beer on his shoulder and the other oh, gets, stuff, gets yeah. a pistol and like shoots it off takes a few no he, he misses it doesn't he so the guy puts it on his head and the yeah. guy uses the pet and shoots it off his head so the, then the guy that's done the shooting he gets a can puts it on his shoulder and then the other guy gets an automatic weapon out and just unloads i don't know like 100 rounds or something yeah and not one of them hits the guy he's shooting <laughs> no. at he he's gets, gets a car behind him which blows up <laughs> and they're well, all cheering the thing was, like, the guy, like, did the shooting of the cans originally and put it on his shoulder. I don't know if you know, so he shook the can up first. It's like, I probably don't need to shake the can up, mate. <laughs> trying to get shot. There's a bullet going to go Will through it. Will explode over you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to make much much difference to the effect of all the beer flying out, that's for sure. No. Oh, but Lance, Lance is great in it as well. He's, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's like good when he's a bad guy. Yeah, properly scenery-chewing. Mm-hmm. I, but he knows. Like I was reading the trivia, and apparently he just wrote all his own dialogue. He probably just got one look at the script. And was like, "Now nah, I'm going to go for this." And yeah. yeah, he's got some good lines, and he's just yeah, like the scene in the courthouse at the end. Not the end. He's... And I was just like, I remember when I watched it the first time. I was just like, "They better drive some fucking motorbikes in here." <laughs> and that's the sort. That's how good it is. It's the sort of film. It's like, you better see. You better see your tits or something like that. <laughs> and there's stuff in it that would like, just what, what, n- not sorry, be done on. today, is there? You know, the helicopter scene towards the end, you get the helicopter and it's coming down in, into the streets and it's like really low. 
over the streets and everywhere and on, onto the road. You, they'd never allow that anymore. That'd be CG. Oh, God, that, no, stunts like that. It's insane. Yeah, but CG that's another, that's another one. It's just like something better go into that helicopter and make it explode. There better be some nudity from her. There better be some nudity from him. <laughs> and, it, and it delivers. Every one of you better, there better be. Yeah. I want to see motorbikes in the courthouse. They do it. Yeah. You want to see so-and-so's boobs. They do it. You want to see someone's bum. It's there. Yeah. You want to see a helicopter explode. Yeah. You'll get it. Like everything is you want is in this film. <laughs> Not leave disappointed. Oh, that didn't happen. You didn't see enough bums. You didn't see enough boobs. There wasn't enough explosions. No, no. This is big, ex- big, big explosions. When people I get shot, see... not only do they fly twenty feet back, but it's proper squibs, mate, isn't it? And just blood yeah. flying everywhere. And even if you haven't had enough haircuts, the court's got quite a few of them. I was just like, I was that was right near me. I was like, oh, it's near me. And it's, oh, God, this is quite a few mullets in this courthouse as well. This is <laughs> Because obviously with it being a biker thing, obviously the mullets are quite a prevalent haircut, not just in like, like um, um, you know, like in, in 90s wrestling in 1996, 97 as well. They do uh, in w, a company called WCW, they do a show, an outdoor show at uh, the Sturgis Motorbike Rally. Mm-hmm. And the fucking crowd, just mullets as far as the eye can see. <laughs> this is like five or six years later. Um, so like bikers, mullets in the 90s, probably still now to be fair, but... There's some beautiful haircuts. No, not none as good as the Boz, but oh no, that is you know that is the star attraction. That's that is the best haircut of them all. Have you seen his up? Like he's done more than one other film, but have you seen? He's got two different titles: One Man's Justice or One Tough Bastard. You know what? As soon as it finished, and it was <laughs> Tina that was egging me on to do it. Oh, what, it what, away. what other films has he done? She's like a big fan now of him. Definitely in this movie, she's a huge fan of it. Yeah, One Tough Bastard's pretty good. Is it's it? Like Stone, like Stone Cold's, like, not just for Bosworth, but just for general in the action. It's tough to beat. But, yeah. But, yeah, One Tough Bastard or One Man's Justice. I watched it once. And I should have kept, I had to think I downloaded it and I should have kept it. Um, yeah, that was pretty decent as well. He, I don't know why he didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's just for times. Maybe it was just a few years too late. Yeah, if it if it had been, you know, eight, eight seven, eighty eight, maybe. I mean, what? Because this apparently it flopped at the box office. Yeah. And it's why it is absolutely fucking incredible. And I but, you put know, out... these sort of action films are still doing all right. Ninety one, like like again, like it's we're not too far out of the eighties. Yeah. We're not into your Bruckheimer, you know, Conair. Um, Armageddon, you know, like sort of stuff. Yeah, we're not into that sort of blockbuster, which was the sort of thing that took over from you know your Arnie films and your Stallone films as a big money box office things mm. in the light mid to late nights. We're not there yet, so uh, it, yeah, and like he's fine in him. I think he's great. I think, I he's, think great he's better in this. when he's not like this. Sounds like a dig, but it's really like it's better when he's not saying anything because his mannerisms are really good. Like even little looks he gives, and you know just how he is, like his presence as well. Obviously, it's his first, but for his first film, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and in the credits, we were, we were laughing at the end of the credits because we watched all the credits roll, and one of them is uh, Mr. Bosworth's acting coach as <laughs> part way through it. So we thought, you know, was he getting tips like all the way through the making of it? I presume so. Well, yeah, I guess so. But like, like acting-wise, he's fine. But like, I just, I thought he was like, what was really impressive was his, just his mannerisms and his presence and stuff. Yeah. He's so, got uh, a good, 
screen presence. He really had. And on Twitter, the feedback we got on Twitter when we said this was going to be one of the movies we were going to be talking about it, everybody that commented on it went, Stone Cold, what a classic. That's so good. That's one of my favourite films. Nobody said anything bad about it. It was all positive, and they yeah. all love it. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, and it is you're listening to this before the 31st of January... 2019 now is the time because 101 films have got the january sale on mm-hmm. also i should add and you're in the uk and they are doing free postage and they're selling stone cold on blu-ray for four pounds what that is a bargain four. you get a beautiful poster which i haven't framed yet but <laughs> <laughs> every time i look at it i get a little little bit closer to like yeah i'm gonna get that frame but yeah, yeah it's uh that's what i watched the 101 films blu-ray of it and just top notch yeah. so four quid so fuck i've I, I probably I think it was like eight or nine quid when it came out, but like four pounds for this. Four if you pound, seen it yeah. and you like action movies, it's worth like, four quid of anybody's money if you haven't got yeah. it. And you know, you say you're in the UK or I don't know. Did, did they? I presume they post abroad, but that obviously that'll bump up the price. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you know, like American or you know other country releases have at it, yeah. but it is on um, it's on YouTube as well. There's a 1080p version on YouTube if anybody wants to watch that. That does oh, look, yes. does look pretty good. So. There's that too. If you just want a really quick fix of it, if you're listening yeah. now, and uh, you want to jump online quickly, you've paused this to try and find it. <laughs> there is a 1080p version on YouTube. Oh well, yeah, that you can but, watch. But, but do to, do support 101 films. Definitely, buy, yeah, yeah. Buy, uh, yeah, buy. Yeah, poster. You want a poster? You know, you need something to aim at. <laughs> you're shooting your load while watching. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> <laughs> Laminate it first is the top tip. <laughs> or four quid just get another one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah bargain for this um, yeah I'm gutted, absolutely gutted that it bombed at the box office I mean his next acting credit I mean he's not he's not been prolific in acting but he no. is still acting he's got one coming up I just clicked on it now it was, um, what was the name of it for this year um, post-production What Men Want 2019 and you know he's done a few different things i mean after stone cold which was 91 his next acting credit wasn't until 96 in a tv movie mm. it's like 5 years after this piece of cinematic gold it's incredible it's such a pity he could have had a really good career and made i'd and a sequel imagine a sequel to this mate is it too late for a sequel to this i say no Absolutely not. I think we should. Everybody listening to this now, I think we should start something to get Stone Cold Two, you know, even colder, something like that. <laughs> even colder. Yeah. That would... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that. Yeah. But um, yeah, just just watch it and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And um, I just saw there was one called Virus, which came out in 1996, where he plays a, a presidential bodyguard called. Ken Fairchild. I am going to pick up. I'm going to look um, and and pick up some of these. If they're not on Blu-ray, then pick them up on DVD. I don't think Virus would be on Blu-ray, but you never know. Yeah, but no, I, I just I just can't believe that he um, he just flopped like that. You know. Yeah, absolutely crazy, mate. Absolutely crazy. Uh, but at least you know we've got it. Stone Cold's here forever, like you say, with that 101 Blu-ray. Yeah. It's as good as it's ever going to look. And, uh, yeah, just sit back and enjoy. <laughs> just like 92 minutes of insane action. Mm. So, um, 
yeah, the rewatch. Was it worth rewatching? Was it was it worth a rewatch? I think we've answered that again, haven't we? Mate? We've answered that. Like checking the boxes, I think we've answered that two or three times over. We have, yeah, it's, absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We'll watch it again and oh, again, again. Yeah, it will be watched many times still. It's a go-to. You know, I've I've, I've sort of like your go-to movies, your Rocky Fours, your Army of Darknesses. This is one of them. It is, yeah, through. really good point. Yeah, it is. It is just like that. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, so hopefully uh, anybody that's never seen it, please, if you're in the UK, nip on the 101 film sale before the end of January. Pick it up for four quid. Uh, and if you're not, have a look, you know, at wherever sells Blu-rays near you uh, and pick it up. Or as a last point, just have a look at the 1080p version on YouTube uh, and let us know what you think, especially if it's your first time watching it. Let us know what you think. Uh, so for the next episode, Tom, it is, of course, your turn to pick the first time watch for us. Yes, it is. Oh, yes. now, of course, we talk about this um, off air before because we need to make sure that it is, you know, a first time watch for both of us. The same with the rewatch. We need to make sure that both of us have watched it before. Um, my oh my is all I can say about <laughs> what you're going to introduce to everybody, mate. Well, Dave, you notoriously haven't watched E.T. I haven't, no. I haven't. So you're gonna, we're going to watch a film that came out the year after E.T. <laughs> and it is also called E.T. in some, in, in some uh, markets. E.T. 2, in fact. Um, and it's also known as Extraterrestrial Visitors. It's on Amazon Prime, which is... A, a sign of its quality um, <laughs> and it's only 80 minutes as well isn't it it's 80 minutes it's possibly the lowest rated film on IMDb we have ever watched doing podcasts <laughs> um, it seems like a Spanish knockoff of E.T. wow and it's called Extraterrestrial Visitors and yeah that is the pick that is the pick mm. It is a pick. <laughs> I sent you some photos of it earlier. You're very excited by them. Oh, you sent me the cover of it, and then you sent me uh, a still from the film, which even now is ingrained into my brain. I'm sure I'll wake up screaming with that vision in my head. It was just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea what to expect from this. It's, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be really interested if anybody listening to this has seen it before. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, I've never even heard of it before. Never mind right. even it's seen on, it. It's on Prime in the UK. I don't know if that's a worldwide thing, but it's it is on Prime yeah. in the UK. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let, please let us know if you've watched it. Give us your thoughts. Um, <laughs> that will be interesting, if nothing else, mate. All right, so it's me for the rewatch, of course. And now I've picked this film. Uh, it was just, uh, released in nineteen eighty one. And the reason I've picked it is because recently me and Tina watched the new Halloween film, which is, they say, a sequel to the first one. They say, ignore all the other films. Yes. This is the sequel to the very first Halloween, way back when. So I thought, because I can't remember very much about it apart from the opening shot, let's watch Halloween 2 and, and sort of compare and contrast it with the this new movie that's out now is this one better it does does it work better watching halloween and then the new one and having those two together or does it work watching halloween and then 
Halloween 2, which does begin immediately after the first one finishes. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I can remember. I can only remember the start of it, mate. I cannot remember anything else about Halloween 2. It's been that long since I've watched it. Has it been like ages since you've watched it? Yeah, it's been a few years. So, like, I can remember, like, obviously, the immediate after, you know, like the first scenes, like, immediately following for the um, end of the film, you know, of, like, mm. a hospital or something. But yeah, yeah. I'm looking, looking forward to uh, revisiting it. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to have, not only have a chat about the film itself, but also a little chat about, well, which sort of pairing would you prefer, Halloween and, and Halloween 2 or Halloween and the new one that was released just uh, the back end of last year? So yeah. that'll be interesting to do. Yeah, mm. yeah very good. Very yeah. good. So, of course, anybody listening, again, those two films, uh, let us know your thoughts on it. And uh, I will do a better job <laughs> of not losing all the tweets that people that tweeted us. <laughs> we did say before we started recording, what I'll do now is anybody that sort of tweets us, obviously email is easy to... to uh, just keep and look at but tweets yeah. i'm going to start making different lists there should be a few people like chiming in or whether they preferred halloween 2 or halloween 2018 yeah can't think you have much luck with <laughs> extraterrestrial visitors or visions or whatever I've already it would, wouldn't it be so good if, if we do get some tweets about that we get more tweets about that than anything <laughs> extraterrestrial visitors yeah i've seen it this is what i think that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> um Right, that's it. That's the January show, mate. The next time uh, that we record, uh, we're, we're sort of doing a double header, aren't we? We're going to redo the intro to the Lloyd Kaufman interview yes. that we did. Yes. Yeah, which I'm looking forward to. I have listened to it. Um, you're going to listen to it. Then we're going to redo the intro to it. And so I think what will happen then, hopefully, I think the plan is if we can do it, we record these decade of decadent shows once a month. Yeah. We'll so we'll, we'll record the new intro to uh, one of the interviews that we did before recording these. So then we'll record it. We'll release the decade of decadent show, and then a couple of weeks later, we'll release the sort of remastered interview. And then it's sort of every two weeks. Uh, yeah, we're both in people's ears, mate, aren't we? Lovely. Yeah. yeah. What, what a treat. Mm. What a treat. Yeah, and they are in for a treat with that Lloyd Kaufman yes. interview. Right? They're yeah, definitely in for a treat. Looking forward uh, to going back and listening to it. Yeah, I will tease people. I'll give one tease about it. Um, here you go. Uh, and you ask a question, mate. You you say, and we did this on quite a few of the interviews that we did for Eighties Picture House. Um, you know, because you, you talk to people, and we we don't have questions set. We just go and we just have a chat, don't we? You know, and yeah. we go where the conversation goes, which often takes us in some very bizarre places um, but one thing that we, that we did try to fit in with quite a few of them was ask people um to tell them some to tell the listeners something that they didn't know before you know because they've been asked every question going tell us something that you've not told anybody before so you ask lloyd this and he, he gives a two-part answer and he the first part is uh, you know it's something that everybody would well, a lot of people know that at the time he'd been married to his wife for 40 years. Mm. And then he says, and I'm not going to give you the full answer because I'm just going to tease it. And then he says, oh, yeah, I'll tell you something that nobody knows. And then he says something about his penis. So that's all I'm going to say. I can't remember that. And now I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, I was in hysterics. Some of the stuff he comes out with is just, oh, comedy. Yeah. Absolute comedy gold, mate. He was so funny. To, uh, having a little chat about it as well before we... Uh, yeah, yeah. 
there's a few things after listening to it there's a few things that i want to chat with you about um it's so good revisiting it and um, i'm looking forward to you know even the people that listen to it way back it was released on um valentine's day 14th of february 2013 wow yeah six years six years almost yeah so even people that listen to it on 80s picture house you are in for a treat re-listening to it and of course everybody else has never listened to it it's the reason why we're re-releasing these interviews because the we don't want them lost forever and especially one like this it's just it's just so good so yeah if you want to hear something about lloyd kaufman's penis get ready get ready i can't believe it six years ago yeah i know uh-huh. it's gone so quick hasn't it so quick jesus mm-hmm. right then mate um usual things website 60 minutes with.co.uk you can email us contact at 60 minutes with.co.uk there's a contact us form on the website or you can tweet us at 60 minutes with and we're on instagram at 60 minutes with and like i said uh please tweet us uh your thoughts um again if you want to talk about stone cold or the christmas chronicles and it will make a point of saving people's tweets to us this time. Sorry to people that tweeted us. I did want to read your names out. Uh, I just blame old age now, especially. Um, but then, yeah, Halloween 2 and that debate. And, oh, please, even if there's just one person about extraterrestrial visitors, <laughs> if we just get one tweet about that, it will make my day. Um, so until then, the February show, mate. That's... February, uh, good grief. I know, yeah. The year ticking by already. Oof. Mm-hmm. Right, as always, good to have a chat with you, mate. Yep, yep. Yeah, a and good episode. two good films as well. Yes. Yes. Is it going to be two good films next episode? Oh, <sighs> oh we'll see. Um, so, yeah, from me, goodbye. And from me, goodbye. <laughs>